going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penlin, coming to y'all on Thursday, December 9th, 2021. I am joined once again by none other than Ben Gorwitz on this fine Thursday afternoon. Ben, how's it going, man? Pretty good, man. This week's kind of flying by for me, at least. Hey, man, it's been a great week for me, too. Everything's been flying by. I'm so ready, you know, for a nice Friday. Unfortunately, Saturday, we don't have a huge slate of college football, but we do have possibly one of the best games there is to offer for college football, a game that means a lot as we get to watch our two service academies go up against each other. Um, Also, shout out to the men and women that serve. It is awesome, and I think they definitely deserve to have this standalone game to give them the respect that is due with all the hard work that they do for us and put their lives on the line for us year in and year out. But let's get down to it here, man. We got eight and three Army at three and eight Navy. This game is played in MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, Maryland. Army is a seven and a half point favorite. The over under is at 36 and a half. Ben, what are you thinking here, man? So this is, uh, I, th- I thought this started at 36 and now it's like 34 and a half. Is it, is it at 36? Maybe it started at 38. Um, they started at 36 and went to 34 and okay, now yeah. I see 36 again, but l- okay, let me check the well, book though. It says on action network is offline. Now, if your book says 34 for the people, this is the lowest total in this matchup since 2011. Okay. And in the, in the last decade, this game has gone under, under it, this game has gone under 36, just five times. It's a really low total. I actually do have a play on this game, but I'm not going to sweat out of an under 34. Uh, I'm going to take the team with the better offense. Army ranks top 15 in scoring this year. Navy's like in the 70-plus range. And Army ranks top 25 in red zone defense, while Army's in the 80s. So Army minus 7.5 is my pick. Army's actually a really good football team this year. Uh, you and I were talking about it a couple of days ago. I can't mm-hmm. remember who they play in the bowl game. Um, do you remember who? The, do you remember who Army plays in their bowl game? Um, I actually am looking it up as we speak, but um, I, it's, not oh, it's a, Missouri, it's not and they're three and a half point Missouri. favorites. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be excited if I'm Missouri to play this team. I, I think Army. Beats Navy pretty easily. I'm going to take the seven and a half. I will probably most likely be taking Army against Missouri in their bowl game as well. Yeah. Um, I not only will I be on Army in that bowl game because they will absolutely beat the brakes off Missouri. Missouri is abysmal on defense, especially against the run. I remember watching that Texas A&M game. Isaiah Spiller was gashing them for like 25 yards of carry. Like literally the only time they got tackled him is if they pushed him out of bounds or it was like four people tackling him at once. But Let's talk about this game, though, here a little bit. Look, Navy is trash, man. I made a decent bit of money going against Navy a few times. This defense is terrible for them. I do agree with you. The total is low, but I hit it too on the podcast, man. I'm hitting the under 34 in this game. I hit it at 36. It's at 34 now. Look, I think it's just going to be your classic Army-Navy game, you know. I'm sitting here with the under, absolutely sweating my balls off, and some way, (laughs) somehow, they're going to manage to cash this. It's going to be cold. There is a chance it could be wet and windy as well. These teams are not going to throw the football. They're going to keep it on the ground, ground and pound. I like your pick, too. I think Army wins this game probably like 24-7, something like that. 
Look, I think the best thing that can happen, honestly, for this under is having a team get up by two scores because then the other team is just going to keep going for touchdowns. These teams go four and out all the time. These teams go for it all the time on fourth down. If you want to watch a pretty and sexy football game, don't turn this one on. But guys like me and Benny love to watch college football. We will 100% tune in. I think the last year's score was like 15 to zero, I think. What? It was what to zero? I think 15 zero. Yeah, I remember last year it wasn't sweaty, but I remember two years before that where I was sitting there absolutely sweating on, like, the last drive. <laughs> like, it, it, this this game can't get sweaty, man, with that total. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if Army covered, like, makes it. I would, I would be – I don't think Navy gets more than seven in this game. I'm more worried about Army doing it themselves. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I haven't seen it out yet, but I was also maybe going to look into the Navy team total under. Um, I don't know what the number's at, but if it's – Lower than 14, I'm, I'm probably taking that as well. Here, let me get – I'll tell you what the projected team total is for the game. So, the projected team – to yeah, actually, they, they don't have any kind of team total out yet on the game. If I had to guess, though, since there's seven point – if I had to guess, the Navy team total will be like 12 or something like that. Might have to hit that. Yeah, that does – that sounds very uh, juicy. I'm definitely opinion. taking – I'm definitely – for the podcast, I'm taking Army minus seven and a half. Yeah, lock me in on the under. Like I said, guys, this game's going to be very underwhelming. So, anyway, let's move now to the NFL half of the slate. We got a lot of NFL games, and the good news is it's good NFL games. We haven't talked that many NFL games in the past because, honestly, the matchups have been kind of trash. But, luckily, the week where all we have to talk about is NFL, we have the great NFL matchups. Oh, and by the way, like I said on last podcast, we will have bowl game matchups for y'all as well. We'll do them at the end of each at each regular podcast, and then we'll do the weekend games on the weekend picks pod every single time. So trust me, guys, we're going to have all that for you. Bulls don't start till next Friday. We got two games on. Good news is one of them's at 12 o'clock, so we'll be able to watch while we uh, rot out the second half of work from home for on the Friday, which is also a nice thing to have. But let's start out here with my boys and Ben's boys, our Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons travel on the road to Carolina to play those stinky Panthers. Falcons are two and a half point road dogs over under set of 42. I'll go first on this one. First thing I'm going to say is I don't hate the under in this game. Falcons defense has been playing very well. Look, they don't get to the quarterback, but somehow they keep teams out of the end zone. Last year against the Bucks was an admir. Last week against the Bucks was an outlier. Brady leads the NFL in pass yards, or he might be second in the NFL in pass. Yeah, he's second in the NFL in pass yards only to Derek Carr. But look, Brady has all the toys and everything. He always torches Atlanta. You already know with that. But look, Cam Newton has been has the Fal- the Falcons have been super Cam's kryptonite over the years. We always destroy them. The my favorite Falcons game I think I've still watched the outside of the season we went to the Super Bowl was the season when the Panthers were undefeated. They came down to Atlanta and the Falcons absolutely annihilated them and embarrassed them, gave them their first of two losses on the season where they lost in the Super Bowl. Look, Cam Newton is garbage, guys. He's completely washed up. He got absolutely shut down last week. He had that one big game against Carolina, and that's literally it. Cam Newton has played terrible the last three weeks. If P.J. Walker comes in there, I'll be laughing. I'll be so happy. He is absolute scrub. He does not deserve to be in the NFL playing quarterback. Christian McCaffrey's out now. Oh, wait, and the Panthers fired Joe Brady. Joe, that was just a stupid move by the Panthers. Look, I don't buy into anything going on here right now for the Panthers. I think this team gets beat down by the Falcons. Max play Falcons plus two and a half. I also like the under here. I think it'll be low scoring. You already know the Falcons are missing guys on offense. The key here in this game for the Falcons, Cordero Patterson said it. Feed me, feed me, feed me. Feed Cordero Patterson, man. There ain't nobody stopping him. Falcons win this one. By, uh, Falcons win this one at 27 
217. Yeah, I'm taking the Falcons with you. Um, I, I also don't hate the under in this game. Just real quick about Joe Brady. They gave Joe Brady, Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, and Cam Newton and expected him to put together a good offense. Let's name their receivers, Robbie Anderson. To this day, is one of the most overhyped receivers I've ever seen in the past five years. He's supposed to be a great deep threat. He doesn't do anything. He didn't do much on the Jets. He hasn't brought much to Carolina. His best moment in Carolina might be not knowing who the mascot is, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, DJ Moore, a very talented receiver that he just can't mm-hmm. click. I think he's really talented that just hasn't had good quarterbacks to play with. I mean, yeah, he's got McCaffrey, but McCaffrey gets hurt every year. I, there's just nothing that I could have seen Joe Brady doing with this team. Um, you know, I think my opinion at first was maybe he's the guy that can get Sam Darnold to get all the talent that people once thought he had. We saw who Sam Darnold really was. I, I, that is, I, I don't agree with the, the firing of him at all because Agreed. I don't think I don't think he was working with much. But fortunately, I think there's college programs or maybe some NFL. Uh, organizations that might snag him, probably more on the college side, but uh, I, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Falcons plus two and a half. Yeah, I might so, even sprinkle the money line, honestly. That's what I was about to say. I think Falcons money line is a good play too on this one. I love, I love how we wrote the line on the same one there, Ben. The other thing I want to say real quick about the Panthers and Joe Brady. Um, so I heard just kind of, you know, some people who know a little bit more about this stuff than we do. They basically said that, so Joe Brady was like someone that the owners of the team wanted in there not someone that Matt Rule brought along. So the guy who's calling plays called offensive plays for Matt Rule at Baylor. So that's something interesting to go along with there is basically that Matt Rule didn't want him there, so he got him out of there. Matt Rule said good things about him on the way out, but I think there might have been some sort of disagreement or whatnot between them to get him out of there. But it does feel like weird timing, you know. All the big college programs have been filled and whatnot, but the rumor, I think you said it to me too, is Miami. Apparently Miami's going to give him over a million dollars to be their offensive coordinator. So unless he finds a head coaching job he wants really bad or he wants to stay in the NFL, that'll probably be his next landing spot. Did, uh, did Oklahoma get an offensive coordinator yet? Um, oh, they just got they, – did they get Jeff Levy from Ole Miss? I don't know, honestly. I haven't paid I too close did. attention to that. I think, I think Jeff Levy from Ole Miss went to Oklahoma. Okay, okay so that would make sense. That would make sense. Um, next game up here on our slate, we'll stay in the one o'clock window here, eight and four Baltimore Ravens off, off a interesting loss to the Steelers go on the road to play the six and six Cleveland Browns. You're off a bye this week. Um, spread on this game is Cleveland is a two and a half point home favorite over under 43. Ben, what do you think? I think I like Cleveland in this matchup. Um, Baltimore, we, and we've talked about it all year, just decimated with injuries. And now Marlon Humphrey's now out for the year, which definitely hurts the secondary. He's, he's a stud, uh, especially at forcing turnovers. He's a forced mm-hmm. fumble machine. Um, I think what people have been able to do against Lamar is get pressure on him and just blitz him up the middle and keep him inside the pocket. People have been successful with it recently. The Browns don't have to bring that many extra rushers when you got Miles Garrett rushing the passer on one side. I think if the Browns can get to Lamar, I like the Browns in this matchup. Now, I have zero confidence in Baker Mayfield. And it's not it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do that he's playing through three or four injuries at the time. But they're getting healthier. Chubb, I believe Chubb and Kareem Hunt should be playing this week. Am I right? Yeah, both should be back 100% ready to go. And I think that's, that's the – 
what's that saying? That's the that's the engine that gets this team going. Whatever that saying is, like they are a run first football team, and when you don't have your healthy running backs, you got to rely more on Baker. And Baker is extremely injured right now. Um, I'm not praising him for playing through it because if you're hurting your team, you should honestly not play. But he's in a weird contract situation. He's trying to prove what he's worth. I honestly think I don't know if Cleveland's gonna get him back even though he's the one quarterback that's won them a playoff game. You know that jersey where the Browns have all their quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Baker's been the constant out of all the other guys. Um, but he's playing injured, so the fact that they have their two running backs back I think helps them. The Ravens, I don't know. Like They really need to get this win off a bad loss to the Steelers, and it lost them first place in the AFC, and New England gets the extra win because they played on Monday night now. They really need this. I just, I've, I've said all year, all podcasts, their injuries are going to catch up to them at some point. It, they've been winning. They were eight and four. Now they're eight and five. I, I still think the injuries play a part. And now that Marlon Humphrey's out, people are forcing Lamar to throw the ball, and he hasn't proven people wrong when they're blitzing them. I like the pass rush for the Browns, and I like the running attack for the Browns. And I'm going to take the Browns here. Yeah, Ben, you did a great job breaking down that game. I really think you hit a lot of the same points that I have. I agree with you on this one. Look, these teams played each other two weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago, we saw, we watched one of the sloppiest, most turnover games we've seen in a while. I'm going to go back to that game kind of, and t- take out some of the points here. Look, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson really couldn't get it going, man. They turned him over a lot. And I think a lot of the same things they did to frustrate Lamar Jackson, they did last year as well. Remember Lamar Jackson left that game, had the cramps or he went to the locker room to go take a dump. We don't really know which one of the two it was, but Lamar came back in and had that huge run other than a couple missed tackles and him taking off for a huge run. Lamar Jackson doesn't have really any explosive plays and is not able to effectively throw the ball against this team. I think the fact that they went for two and didn't want to play overtime, the fact they'd already played two overtime games, like I said, or three overtime games, didn't want to play, you know, basically an extra game. And before Cleveland, I think tells you a lot here. I think the Ravens are scared of this game. I think the Browns are going to ground and pound with a healthy backfield this week. I think the Browns win this game outright. And at the same time, too, you know, I kind of Baker Mayfield turned the ball over a lot. And the Browns were three point dogs in that game and they lost by six. And they had a ton of chances to hop in the back door. But Baker's turnovers cost them that one. I think he takes care of the ball a little bit more. Stefanski will have a better game plan coming out of bye week. And also, too, Ben, kind of like you said, man, these two teams are battling out for the division. Basically, you're one win away from being in first place in this division or last place. How crazy this division is. I think the Ravens, though, at eight and four, rather than the six and six Browns, I think the Browns are a little bit more desperate here and absolutely have to get a win because, you know, two, one win or one loss gets you out of a wild card spotter in the playoffs in this division. I think the Browns are more hungry. I think they get it done at the house. I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Division, I, I mean, in the NFL, revenge games might not be the biggest thing ever, but in division, in division revenge games, I definitely believe in a lot in the NFL. This is one of them right here. Speaking of in division re- revenge games, we got we'll another one. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, got an, we got another one, guys. We'll save that one, though, for a little bit later on in the pod as that will be the last game we touch on. I'll give you all a hint. It is in the NFC West. But let's talk about the game that I almost accidentally left off a rotation here. Actually, wait, wait. Before we go to the game I almost left off a rotation, we got to talk about the last game in the 1 o'clock window. We have the 8-4 and four Dallas Cowboys on the road facing the 6-6 six and six Washington football team who's been surging as of late off four straight wins in a row. Dallas, four-and-a-half-point road favorites, over-under at 48. Ben, doing anything on this one? Listen, Heineke is playing some outstanding football. They're not 
scoring a ton of points. The last two weeks, they scored 17. Two before that, 27-29. They put 29 up on Tampa Bay. That's impressive. Um, I really want to take the over in this game because I think – put me down for the over. I, I think Heineke continues to play well. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Dallas defense get a little worse than they were when they weren't for, forcing a turnover to every single game. I can't fade Washington right now. I just can't. They're playing They're playing well. Ron Rivera seems to be pushing all the right buttons. So instead of fading and picking a side, because I, I, I don't trust the Cowboys. Like I, I don't know what the running back situation is going in this week. I, I've seen uh, Zeke was limited in practice, spent a lot of time on the stationary bike. And then Tony Pollard, uh, who's also – he's been a kick return specialist mm-hmm. recently. I think the past two weeks he's got two kick return touchdowns. He was limited in practice for a toe injury, I think. No, he actually has the I, same injury I have, torn plantar fascia. That, is that what he has? Yeah. Well, what did your what did your doctor give you? Is it, Six to eight week recovery time. Now his could not be, well, his he, could be partially torn though. Well, so here's what I'm well, there's a difference. He's getting treatment in a facility, athletic facility, every single day. You're probably seeing a doctor what once every three weeks or something? Two yeah. weeks. Yeah, so there's a big difference there, but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the over because I think Washington can put up points in this defense, and I think if uh, the Cowboys can't run the football, they're gonna have to throw it through the air, and they have so many weapons through the air. Well, yeah, Amari Cooper's back, and Ceedee Lamb should be playing, so they got a lot of weapons through the air. If it turns into an aerial attack game, I like the over. You know, Ben, these two teams are the exact opposite of each other, in my opinion. Before that. Dak Prescott missed time. He looks great. Now he seems to be trending mm-hmm. down. Washington yeah. is trending up, on the other hand. Washington's defense, we I mean, we, we were all over Washington at the beginning of the season. We thought they had a great defense. I mean, they looked freaking terrible there for a while. They figured it out, though, man. I mean, this Washington yeah. defense has seemed to ste- just step it up. Deron Payne has been on big-time leader up front, as is Jonathan Allen. These guys have been put, pushing their weight up front. I think they have a big day against this Dallas offensive line and get some pressure here. I think four and a half is too many points. I think the wrong team's favored here. I think Washington wins this one straight up. It does scare me a little bit, though, because they have been on fire, and they just keep winning big game after big game. Dallas does have a long week, so I'm not max betting this one. But I feel strong enough about Washington here to go ahead and give it a play. I mean, you said it, man. Antonio Gibson's gotten healthy. Um, Taylor Heineke's been balling. He has been absolutely balling, man. And on top of that, too, Terry McLaurin is probably the most underrated wide receiver in the league. It is tough losing Logan Thomas for the season, a guy who had battled back from one injury already. I feel bad for Logan, but I already know he'll come back stronger than ever. Give me Washington in the points, man. Four and a half, too many points here. This is a little disrespectful at the house. I think Washington covers. Yeah, there's also two more things. I just looked at the injury report. Tyrone Smith is practicing and playing. So I mentioned on the podcast a couple weeks ago uh, before I was on vacation that when he plays, he's the left tackle. When he plays – Dak Prescott's QBR is through the roof compared to when he's not. Good point. So that's big uh, for my over, which I need points because he's got to protect Prescott. And also, Micah Parsons, one of the best rookies we have in the NFL, especially at rushing the passer. He's been limited in practice. If he doesn't play, Taylor Heineke should have a smile on his face. So uh, through Thursday's practice, today's practice, he's listed as LP, limited in practice. If he doesn't play, there goes another edge rusher for the Cowboys. And they haven't had consistent pass rush since because uh, DeMarcus Lawrence missed most of the year. Michael He's Parsons back is now. Been a beast. 
I mean, he's back now, but I'm saying he missed most of yeah. the year, so they haven't had that. And he's their best pass rusher. They haven't had him. They've had an inconsistent pass rush. And now that he's back, they might be missing Michael Parsons. So that's a big guy to miss on your defense. Michael Parsons is, I would assume, he's. The, I think he's still the favorite for rookie, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, no, he, de- he definitely is. I feel like he's ran away with that one. Yeah, good points there by you. <clears throat> um, I could definitely see your overhitting. I definitely like Washington here to cover just for a one-unit play. Um, let's go, though, to the game that I almost forgotten left off. So I was actually looking back through these because I usually do a lot of my, like, I, I'll lock in my bets officially usually Saturday morning for NFL, but I do, like, most of my work on Thursday because that's when you get the best injury info. I realize I missed this one, man. Seven and five struggling Buffalo Bills go down to Tampa yeah. Bay in the 425 window to take on the nine and three Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay is a three and a half point home favorite over unders at 53 and a half. Ben, you touch anything on this one? I, I can't figure out the Bills, man. I, I can't figure out what their problem is until they prove me wrong. And I'm willing to lose a bet for them to prove me wrong. Um, I don't think they get it together this week. I really don't. Give me Tampa Bay with the points. At home, they don't – even though Brady, I'm not worried about him playing in a cold environment, just the rest of the team. They get to play in warm Tampa Bay. You don't have to go to the freezing cold Buffalo. And it's, it's just who's better. And Tampa Bay's weapons are just absolutely better than everything Buffalo has. Honestly, the Buffalo defense has been a little underwhelming the past couple of weeks, and that's a talented team on defense. It is a really talented roster. They haven't gotten it together. Stefan Diggs has kind of had a little bit underperforming year. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who I've had on my fantasy team, started the year hot, has really slowed its production down since, as the whole team has. I mean, they've been on a losing streak. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. They're the better team. They're playing better football. I'm riding with Tampa Bay at home. You know what, Ben? I agree with you. I want to play Tampa Bay, but I saw 84% of the public is on Tampa Bay, which really, yeah, really, that. really I scares me. So, yeah, so I'm not going to play this one. And look, because I'm not going to play this one, I'll just make some counter narratives just to try to go against you, even though, sure, for the sake of the podcast, I'll play Bills. I'll play Tampa Bay minus three and a half, but I'm going to go against you just with reasoning here. Look, Buffalo is no run game. Tampa Bay is the best run defense in the NFL. So, Buffalo is not going to come out of here looking to run. Buffalo's Josh Allen's going to use that big arm and throw all over Tampa Bay in this game. He should be able to. He's going to have better weather. Buffalo's got to be pissed off and absolutely embarrassed from what happened on Monday. I mean, that was one of the most embarrassing performances I've ever seen by an NFL team. Lose to a team that only that ran the ball three times. I mean, that's about as bad as the Vikings losing the through Lions the ball last week. Times. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, through the ball three times. I mean, give me a break, Buffalo. You got to be pissed off. The one thing that it hurts Buffalo, though, is they don't have Tredavious White. They're absolutely going to need yeah. him if they want to have a chance here in this game. Um, I'm not going to touch it because of the public action on Tampa Bay. I initially want to touch Tampa Bay, but, I mean, the Bills are going to come out of here highly motivated. This is the most motivational spot they've had. You just got embarrassed. What other way to bounce back than beating Tom Brady at the house? And this, is the, this is the comeback spot for him. I don't want anything to do with this game. Yeah, something that was talked about, I kind of noticed it um, in that Patriots game, is the Patriots had a designed way they rushed the pass. They were, if you notice, their edge rushers, mm-hmm. other than, so Matthew Judon screwed up on one play, and you could tell he screwed up because he, he went wide, and Josh Allen immediately, remember he had that long run on the right side of the field? Matthew Judon left that hole open. Every or Other than that, Judon and uh, Kyle Van Noy on the outside, 
rush the passer to keep Josh Allen in the pocket because they know everyone knows that he likes to uh, get outside the pocket. He's very good at throwing on the run. Even though they might not try to run the ball on the Bucs that much, the Bucs have the pass rush, and they have intelligent pass rushers like JPP, Vita Vea up, up the middle. That I think if they keep him in the pocket, even if he tries to get outside the pocket, if you got Levante David and uh, Devin White, those guys are just as fast as Josh Allen. They're going to go after him if, they, if he tries to get out of the pocket. The Bucs have kind of had a, a revolving door in uh, their secondary this year. They've had a couple guys banged up, They've had a lot, but they have a lot of depth. So they've had a lot of guys play. I think even if the Bills throw the ball a lot, the Bucs have the ability to shift guys in and out of the lineup. And they've all had experience playing this year. Listen, Josh Allen... He's had some interception problems. I don't think he threw one against the Patriots, uh, but the two games before that, he had some interception problems. I think if you're getting in a shootout, Josh Allen versus Brady, I mean, I'm taking Brady every single time with his weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Good points there, Ben. I'm not going to touch this one. It is going to be a hell of a game to watch. It will be on my main TV at 4 o'clock. And Chris um, Godwin, did you see Chris Godwin's game last week? He had like 14 catches or something. Yeah, you're Ooh. welcome. You're welcome for me trading him to you in fantasy. Yeah, by the way, guys, Ben swindled me in fantasy. Uh, he somehow knew Dalvin Cook was going to get injured, traded me Dalvin Cook for uh, George Kittle and Chris Godwin. I also got Michael Carter. Both those guys got injured. So, um, yeah, shout out Ben for for getting the better end of that deal. Um, and in he, fairness, they were playing on your bench. Yeah. Godwin wasn't a main starter for you because your team is that loaded. And Kittle was injured for most of the time. So I traded for him right after the injury, but it didn't yeah. work out. To, to be fair, guys, it's a eight-man league, and we have two flexes. I have, like, the four of the top ten wide receivers, and I have Darren Waller. So I could afford to give him up. I needed that extra running back. But it'll all it all work out in the end. Cook's back tonight, man. Can't wait to watch him go off. Um, last game here on our slate, still one that I'm thinking about, having to set on my final play on this one. We got the Rams. On the road, they're eight and four at the Arizona Cardinals, who are ten and two. Arizona's minus two and a half over under sit at fifty one and a half. So Ben, yeah, this is the by two ways of playing this game. Currently, I see sixty five percent of the public is on Arizona. Yeah, if that's the case, I mean, I love my division dog, who's in a bounce back spot, who lost at the house to them earlier this year. I think the Rams get, get right, get a huge win. They need it. On the flip side of things, though, if that goes down from the 65% to less <coughs> to less and less, <coughs> my counter-narrative here would be the Rams don't have an impressive win in a while. Nope. Yeah, they beat Jacksonville. Let's go back before that in November. They lost at the Packers. They got killed by the 49ers, and they lost to Tennessee. That was their first win since October where they beat up on Houston, Detroit, the Giants, Seattle, and then they lost Arizona. The Rams haven't had an impressive win in a while. They might be pretenders. Kyler Murray in Arizona has honestly a nasty defense that is very underrated. Kyler Murray, too, is a monster, can make all kinds of plays. Those are my counter narratives for y'all at this point in time, though. I would go, I would fade the public team in prime time as I've done all year and play the Rams. Yeah, I'm going Rams. And if uh, I'm going to wait, I haven't locked this in, but I think I'm going to go Rams on the over. I think the Rams absolutely need this game. I think they know they need it. We're going to see what Sean McVay is all about. Can he figure out how to get Stafford rolling like he once was at the beginning of the year when he was an MVP candidate? I know there was, you know, weeks one, two, and three, but still. He got Odell involved. Odell had a touchdown last week. 
Um, you got to keep that man happy. My only concern is Cooper Cup is now listed as questionable. And I think he's going to miss some practice time. So that's why I'm holding off because if he's out, I will have no play on this game. I won't take the over and I won't take the Rams because that is their best player on offense. So I need to wait for Cooper Cup status. I think it's a toe injury, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. I'm waiting for his injury news. I'm probably waiting until Friday or Saturday, whenever it comes out that he's playing or not. But if he is, if Cooper Cup is playing and healthy, I am taking the Rams and the over. If he is out, I'm taking nothing. Good, good call on that. I did not even see him pop up on the injured list. To be honest with you guys, I really it, it don't even. On, it came up today, and the only reason I know is because I have him in fantasy. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't even look at Monday Night Football, honestly, until Monday itself. So that'll tell you all enough on that one. Um, Ben, before we get out of here, man, you got any other bets you want to lay on the people? Not not another bet in mind, but I'll tell you tonight for the Thursday night game, both teams who cannot stop the run. So that should help you down in Cook case because I think both of these teams tonight, Mm -hmm. um, Vikings and Steelers, I think they're 30. First and 32nd in the league against the run. Maybe 30th and 31st. They're both atrocious against the run. Okay. I like that a lot. I need Cook to ball out for me. I got him in two fantasy leagues. One of them, I'm like, literally, it's a 12-man league. Started out 0-4. I'm now in the last spot in the playoffs. So, you got to get that big win tonight, guys, and keep going. Um, I got two more I'll drop on y'all real quick. I'm going to go sicko mode on both these bets. First one is the Giants at the Chargers. Chargers 10-point favorites um, over under 43. I'm going with the under here. So, first off, Jake Fromm is going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants. Jake Fromm. They they fired their offensive coordinator, and their quarterback's coach will be – is going to be on the COVID list, so he will not be there. That's all I I need to know. I think Bob McAdoo is calling plays. Do you remember him? Yeah, he's terrible. So <laughs> I, I would not be shocked to see to see the Giants get completely shut out. And this one on the flip side of things, Keenan Allen tested positive for COVID. Mike Williams is on the COVID list due to due to contact tracing. Mike Williams could potentially be back. Keenan Allen, though, probably won't be. I think they go way under this total here. I think 44 is too generous. I say Chargers win this game 21-0. Um, other game that I'm that I'm touching here. This is absolute sicko mode. This is the sickest of sicko mode it gets. Saints, five and seven versus the three and nine Jets. Saints are five and a half point road favorites. Stop right there. How the hell are the Saints five and a half point road favorites, guys? This offense is horrible. Their number one receiver might be Callaway on a depth chart. Callaway isn't the number five receiver on most NFL teams. He isn't on their (laughs) roster on most NFL teams. He is garbage. Taysom Hill is terrible. He has a broken finger on his throwing hand. He could not complete a pass to save his life. This Jets defense will throttle Taysom Hill. Look, the Jets just keep sneaking into wins, man. They We've seen him do it too many times. Robert Sala is a cocky guy. He's not the kind of guy who's going to lay down. He's trying to build a culture here. He wants to get Zach Wilson and his team confident. I don't even know if the Saints want to play this season anymore, quite frankly. I think the Jets wear them out. Five and a half points, wrong team's favored here. I have the Jets winning this game 24-20. Oh, by the way, I think we uh, I think we forgot the game you wanted to come back to. Oh, yeah, you're right. You want- Cincinnati-San Francisco? Yeah, how is Cincinnati a home dog in this situation? 
You know, Ben, I asked myself the same thing, and here's what I could come up with for you. So if Debo Samuel plays, I do think that this is a big advantage. We've seen what he can do in the run game. We've seen what he can do in the receiving game. By the way, in that fantasy league I'm in with Ben, I have Debo Samuel, so that tells you all anything. Um, San Francisco is seventh in the NFL in in DVOA. They had a terrible loss last week to Seattle. On the flip side of things, Cincinnati's 18th in the league in DVOA. They got absolutely smacked. Kyle Shanahan is 15 and 10 ATS on the road. He's a road dog. All that being said, I think both these teams are desperate here for a win. I probably wouldn't touch this game. If I played anything, I would want Cincinnati as a teaser piece, which they might be a teaser piece for me. But remember, guys, Burrow does have a, have a busted finger. I just like that teaser piece because uh, I can get a home team at seven and a half, so I get to go through a key number. I don't want anything to do in this game. What about you, Ben? Is this, is this finger broken? I don't know if it's broken or what it is, honestly. It looked like he got it dislocated, but it was swollen as hell. I'm going to look at the injury report to find out, but if he's if he's healthy enough to play, I'm, he's I'm, looking, at Bengals, I'm looking at Bengals' money line. This is a game okay. that they absolutely need, especially when they know the Ravens have a chance to lose. So – I, I mean, listen, Jamar Chase has really slowed his production down. Um, you're not seeing him on Sports Center every single night anymore. He also had a couple of drops last week. Uh, you know, I, I think he gets back on page. You can do it against this Niners team. The Bengals are like, I think they're seventh in the league or they're ninth in the league in passing yards. They're 12th in the league in yards. This offense can move. Now, I understand Burrow might be a little banged up, but the dude's tough as nails. If Burrow's playing, I think I'm taking Bengals' money line. I don't, they should not be a home dog, not to a 6 and 6 49ers team. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I, I don't want anything to do in this one, but like I said, I would lean your way as well with the home dog. It just seems this line doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest. If the, if the public's all over the Bengals, I'll probably lay off, but. I mean, I like the home dogs matchup here. When they know they can win this game, I like home dogs. Yeah, absolutely, man, especially off such a bad performance last week. All right, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in once again. Next week we'll have some college football stuff back on here for you all. We'll have a ton of NFL as well. Ben, anything else from you before we get up out of here, man? I'm tired of the Trey Young disrespect. Hey, trust me, man. I would, like I always I say thought- – I thought this new rule was going to was gonna affect him in a negative way. He's, like, leading the NBA in scoring at number two in assist. Hey, if man. He's not the, if he's not the all-star game starter, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's definitely going to be. Uh, if he's not first-team all-NBA, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, it would be absolutely we – got, we, got we, we got a long way to go for that. I mean, you know, there's things that could happen. I'm just saying, the all-star break, not that far away. No, Where absolutely. is the all-star game this year? Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the NBA all-star game just it turned into like a television show more than like a an event. You know what I mean? It's in Cleveland. Ew. Hey, Cleveland's aren't they like the best ATS team in the NBA? Yeah, they got it done for me last night, so can't complain there about that. Um, that's all, all right. I got. All right, guys, we appreciate everyone tuning in. I promise you all, y'all don't want to get me started on a Trey Young being underrated tangent. We'll be here <laughs> until 9 p.m. tonight, until it's halftime at Thursday Night Football. We appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll see y'all again soon.